Could 2024 be the final audition for Denver Broncos tight end Greg Dulcich? This is something we're going to ponder and break down here on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Changes in the air in Broncos country. And as we all anticipate, a lot of widespread changes for the Broncos organization this offseason. Could there be a change at tight end? Welcome to a brand new episode, Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much to everybody in Broncos country for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day every single day. You can get this podcast for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Do us a favor. If you haven't done so already, subscribe or follow so you never miss out on a day's worth of Broncos news, content, coverage, and more every single day all year long, especially as the offseason approaches. We have you covered because for the true fan, there is never an offseason. I'm Cody Rourke, Broncos reporter for Mile High Sports, joined alongside, as always, by Sarah Benninger, site expert, predominantlyorange.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Sarah, my friend, we've been talking about it this season. The last two weeks, really, of this season have kind of built up, I think, an on-ramp period of what we expect to be a wild Broncos offseason filled with twists, turns, ups, downs, left, rights, you name it. We expect it to happen. We're going to cover it here on the show here. But also, you know, we talk about change on the roster. Could 2024 be the final audition for tight end Greg Dulcich in Denver? I feel like this is a valid question to ask right now, considering the circumstances of his injury history, where things are at how Sean Payton had major plans for him inside of the offense and was really trying to carve out that joker role for him. And unfortunately we never got to see it get there. Yeah. I think you definitely have to look at Greg Dulcich as a guy that's on the hot seat going into 2024 at the very least. Right. I mean, I don't think the Broncos are necessarily going to cut him in the off season. Right. I don't know that they're necessarily going to try to trade him or anything. I think they do want to see still, can they get the best out of Greg Dulcich? And we've seen, when he's at his best, I mean, he's a pretty dynamic playmaker, isn't he? He's a guy yeah. that can stretch the field for you at tight end. He's great after the catch. He's got good hands. We haven't even gotten really to see the red zone weapon that he's capable of being, Cody. But I think that's an added element to a guy who's, I mean, six foot five, six foot six, something like that. Just a big dude. But really, I think it is a pivotal year for him. And I think that kind of goes without saying, right? I mean, we saw some good stuff in his rookie year. But in year two, the hamstring injuries that kind of limited him as a rookie really derailed just the any progress that we thought was about to be made by him, by the offense with him. So really, I do think Greg Dulcich is on the hot seat firmly heading into the 2024 offseason. Like we said in the offseason too, Cody, I think we can bring this phrase up again. The Broncos can't put all their eggs in the Greg Dulcich basket for 2024. And unfortunately, as much as we would love to see them put the eggs in the basket of Greg Dulcich, they, they simply can't do that because, as you mentioned, the injury history. And what's more concerning is four hamstring injuries in the span of two years, all to the same hamstring. And now on top of that, 
a foot injury that popped up when he was making his comeback. And I mean, it's just frustrating. It's disappointing to see. And look, I, I want to preface this by saying, because look, I know that now that we're talking about Greg Dulcich here, you're going to see a lot of comments here on YouTube. Oh, he's a bust. Oh, he's terrible. Trade him. Get rid of him. It, it's not Greg Dulcich's fault that he's gotten injured, right? It's just the human body works in mysterious ways sometimes. He's a big guy. He's super fast for his size. And sometimes that can impact you negatively. The reality and the frustrating thing about the situation is, okay, hey, the Broncos brought him in to be a game-changing tight end, and he's got the tools. He's got everything that you need to be that game-changing tight end, in my opinion, especially against zone coverage. He can beat man coverage. He can line up on the outside. You can just do so much with him. We just have never been able to fully see what Greg Dulcich can fully be in the NFL, and that's just because injuries have gotten in the way. And look, we were able to talk to Broncos head coach Sean Payton during his conference call on Monday, and we're asked about Greg Dulcich. We're not going to see him this season, and that would mean that he has only appeared in two games. I mean, the reality is if you combine it, he's only appeared not even in a full half. Like he's gotten hurt in, a, in, in, I'd say, in two quarters of play this season. So we've only seen him really for two quarters in 2023, which is super disappointing. He's frustrated about it. And I think we have to really emphasize and drive that home because when we talk about players and injuries, some fans take it to the extreme toxic level and, you know, try to make it a personal thing about the player. It's not at all. Greg's a great human being, a great player. It's unfortunate that this is something he has to deal with early on in his NFL career. But the business side of the NFL must go on. And because the Broncos did put so much in the the basket of Greg Dulcich this offseason. I mean, you were talking about Sean Payton going back and saying, we're going to design the Joker role around maybe what this guy can do. He can do a lot of different things for us. That really impacted the Broncos offense and some of their plans, Sarah. And I think overall, Denver can't bank on that going forward, which means, that, okay, hey, I think he'll he's going to be part of the team in 2024. But if he doesn't perform well in 2024, if he can't stay healthy in 2024, I think it might be a sign that the Broncos could look to move on, not in the offseason, but said after this upcoming season that, you know what, we're going to undergo once again. What's the offense even going to look like? Who's going to be the quarterback? I mean, there's so many different factors that could impact the outlook and performance and perception and maybe where Greg Dulcich goes. And we know that this coaching staff, namely Sean Payton, obviously you mentioned it before, the Joker role, they have a vision for him. Sean Payton was asked about Greg Dulcich at his money press availability and he said it's something that our medical people and everyone are involved in working hard on meaning the hamstring injuries getting to that proper weight strength and all the things that allow him to stay healthy he's a tremendous worker so he's going to do whatever it takes we just have to wait but we kind of go from there right so it is a wait and see anything. mode for the broncos right so it's and that's the unfortunate thing, right? Is like you want to come out of the offseason with definitive answers as fans of a team, right? You want to say, well, we clearly upgraded here or this guy's going to be available here or we know what we're getting out of this or we're expecting progression here. Greg Dulcich is a bit of a wild card, isn't he? And that kind of has fans unsettled. That's why we're going to see comments about you can't rely on him to stay healthy, cut him, trade him. That's why we're going to see that kind of discourse on Twitter, wherever you discuss Broncos football, you're going to see that kind of stuff. But I hope, Cody, that the majority of fans can understand there's not always certainty at every area in the NFL. You do have to take some risks on your roster in order to be able to have success. And so the Broncos, they're, they're going to be limited with assets this year. You kind of almost have to look at Greg Dulcich as getting a mulligan on his rookie season, right? Because you're expecting him to kind of just hit that reset button and go out there and still kind of be a wild card. You don't know if you're going to get much from him. You don't know how available 
he's going to be. But you do have to kind of lean a little bit, although you don't put all the eggs in that basket. You do have to lean a little bit on his progression because you are going to be limited in draft capital, free agent spending uh, cap space, you know. So it's just one of those things where you may have to, like Sean Payton said, kind of go from there, wait and see. Yeah, and we'll see what that looks like here for Denver. And look, if Dulcich can stay healthy this upcoming season, it does change the optics of everything, right? I think that's really the thing. If he can stay healthy in 2024 and he can come up and he can perform and be that joker role and be a dynamic part of the Broncos offense, regardless of who's at quarterback, then I think it maybe changes the overall perception of you know his history so far to date because it's not necessarily about how you start. It's about how you finish. I mean, I think Lloyd Cushenberry is a great example, not necessarily on the injury side of things, but you look at Lloyd Cushenberry for the first couple of years of his career. I mean, everyone was saying, okay, the Broncos, are they going to move on from him after his rookie season? Are they can move on after him, you know, after a second season in the NFL. And it's just like now he's playing better football. He's a much better player. He's in a good position now. It's all about progression. And as you say, it's never just linear. It's it's up and down. There's peaks and valleys with it. And unfortunately, Dulcich's development has been impacted by things really that are beyond his control. So if he can find a way to stay healthy and produce, could it maybe change the optics of it going forward? Broncos country, we are curious for your thoughts here on today's episode of Lockdown Broncos. But in the event that Greg Dulcich can't get to that point, the Broncos have a player on the roster right now that they could actually build into this role. Can they build around tight end Lucas Kroll? That's something we're going to debate and discuss here. Today's brand new episode, Lockdown Broncos. Today's Lockdown Broncos is brought to you by our friends at the Game Time app. And the Game Time app is the perfect solution to alleviate any of the issues you've had in the past when you try to buy tickets to your favorite events, whether that's concerts, sporting events, music, theaters, whatever's going on, even comedy shows. Game Time has everything that you need in just a few taps. And you shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and the easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events that are going on near you today and you can see views from your seat from the venue and they also have the lowest price guarantee event cancellation protection and even job loss protection game time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase you can see the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive they have all in prices which show you your total upfront, so you know what you're getting and you know that you're getting a great deal before you even check out and you can buy tickets in seconds with just Two taps. So make sure you check it out. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Can the Denver Broncos rely a little bit more on Lucas Kroll in 2024? We're going to be fascinated to see what the plan and vision is for Kroll as we get into the 2024 season. And we're going to talk about maybe what we think, what we see so far from the promising young tight end. Before we do want to say thank you and give a shout out to all of you that make Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day. Every single day, Cody and I appreciate you so much as we head into the 2024 offseason. We know and you know that you're going to be able to listen to every step of what the Broncos are doing from coaching moves to roster moves, everything right here on Lockdown Broncos, wherever you listen to podcasts as well as free and available on YouTube. Cody, Kroll the Warrior King. I don't know how many people out there uh, had to watch How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days back when they were initially, you know, I, I don't know. I I haven't dated Cody in a long time. Ten, how to Lose a Guy in 10 Days was something that I had to do in order to, you know, 
marry my wife. So, but I've seen that movie a million times. Every time I hear Lucas Kroll's name, I think of Kroll the Warrior King. If you know that reference, uh, you know, <laughs> give us a shout out in the comment section there. But Lucas Kroll, I'm very interested by him. I'm very interested in the way that he's going to be able to make a case for, I don't know, is it a hot take to say the top tight end spot on the roster and depth chart next year? I mean, as a pass catcher alone, I think we're seeing some really promising things. What's been your impression of Kroll? What's been kind of your vibe and read off of what you're able to see in practices throughout the season? It kind of feels like the Broncos have been very deliberate with this guy. And I think that they've tried to really take their time with developing him because, you know, for me, you and I have talked about this as well. Like Denver, obviously, they went and they got him. They got him out of the practice squad. He's been on the practice squad for a large portion of the season. And I think you and I were saying, like, how come they haven't activated Lucas Crow yet? How come they haven't brought him up to play? And I think it's obviously for Sean Payton stealing him from New Orleans, which everyone's like, oh, another Saints player. The reality is, is Sean Payton never had any ties to Lucas Crow prior they watched him and he stole him because Kroll had a really terrific preseason with the Saints this offseason. And I think that's something, okay, hey, how can this guy maybe fit into it? And it goes to show it's like, all right, you can't just take a guy and plug him in and he's going to be who you want him to be. You have to get him acclimated. You have to get him comfortable. And the thing I see with Lucas Kroll, I mean, you look at him standing right next to Cortland Sutton, he might be a little bit taller than Cortland Sutton, right? And, I, and that's crazy. And the fact is he's really tall. And he moves really fast. He's very explosive. He can go up and high point the football. And on top of that, he's also a guy, I think, that can outrun some man coverage situations. He can find the soft spots against zone defense. And that's where it was like, I think for me, I I keep envisioning, okay, well, if Greg Dulcich can stay healthy, can you imagine Greg Dulcich and Lucas Kroll together and some double tight? You might see the old school, you know, Rob Gronkowski, Aaron Hernandez situation on your hands there in terms of how good these guys can be from an athletic standpoint. That's what I could envision here with the Broncos. I don't know if Sean Payton views it the same exact way as I do. I mean, I imagine he might see some similarities, maybe not to the extent of that. But the reality is, is Kroll is a guy that I think is is too talented, too athletic of a player to not be a feature part of this offense going forward. And I think you have to find a way to make room for him. You have to find a way to incorporate him because as we've seen, he has provided the Broncos at times with the spark. And there's been times where he's been open on the film and the Broncos just didn't see him, especially on some seam routes. You have a vertical presence here with Kroll that you could really take advantage of. And in my opinion, I think that's the one thing that stands out to me. He's got great the great ability to catch. You've seen him run and execute the tight end screen really well this past week against the Chargers. It's like, hey, Denver hasn't really been able to do that for quite some time. Now, Sarah, let's throw this out there. And the Broncos run a tight end and around with Lucas Crow. I mean, I don't know, but I mean, I imagine they hey, could. I would try it. Hey, why not? We got one game left. The the I mean, there's no playoffs at stake. Try the try the tight end end around. See what this guy can do. He's listed at <laughs> six foot six, two hundred sixty pounds. I mean, that's that's pretty crazy. When you talk about standing next to Cortland Sutton and being bigger. That's, I mean, that's exactly what you want from a a field stretching tight end. What I notice about Lucas Kroll that I don't notice about a ton of tight ends, and this is an unfair comparison. I got to give a shout out to a Hawkeye. George Kittle, Cody, is very, very natural in space. Like he, he looks like he's probably really good at basketball because he's got great change of direction skills, very natural vision with the ball in his hands. I'm not saying Lucas Kroll is George Kittle, but I, I feel like I get that sense that the natural playmaking ability in space 
when he has the ball in his hands. He really feels like that kind of guy to me. And so, again, not trying to be super hyperbolic or anything, but I just you evaluate what you see, right? I mean, this is a guy that led all tight ends in the NFL preseason in receiving yards. What we're seeing from him in the last few games for the Broncos is somebody that's got really good speed. He's got really strong hands. He's a confident playmaker. And he's somebody that I think can be a mismatch in the red zone. I know he got that opportunity at Houston that probably would love to have back, maybe uh, try to moss Jimmy Ward a little more. Who knows what he would try to do in that situation. But what I'm saying here is I think there's all the pieces, all the makings of a guy that you want to get the ball deliberately in the passing game, not just a, hey, this is a, a nice outlet or this is somebody who's nice to have on your roster. Like, I feel like Lucas Kroll has shown us enough to this point that you want to see him actively involved in the game plan week after week. And that was something that I thought was very interesting to find out as he kind of ramped up his, you know, getting ready to get some regular season snaps, right? Is that sounded like he was kind of getting uh, worked on in practice a little bit and they were including him in the pack. I remember hearing that specifically, I think during the Houston game, the broadcast crew said they were putting a specific package in for him at practice. I don't know mm-hmm. if they're supposed to say that Cody, but I remember them saying that and it felt like <laughs> that was deliberate from, from that point on. So I just really feel like he's a guy you want to intentionally involve. And I think that's really promising. There's so many things that I see at practice regarding personnel and groups and who guys, you know, which guys are getting works. We're simply just not allowed to share that stuff because it, you know, if there are teams and look, I, you never know, like there's people from the Broncos that listen to the show. There's players, there's coaches, there's executives. I've been told that there's teams from, there's other teams as well that I imagine that have people that listen to like local beat and try to figure out what's going on. That's why you can't say anything like that because you don't want to give any potential tip of the hand away and, Trust me, it's frustrating because there's times I see something and it's like there. I think, you know, I'll send you something like, hey, off the record, can't say anything like this, but keep an eye on this. Right. And, and it kind of gives us some excitement because they're like, oh, we're looking for it on Sundays. And that it's just one of those situations like with Lucas Kroll. You know, we kept seeing him getting some work and it's like, all right, hey, now that he's now on the active roster, now we can say, hey, he's getting work with the first team offense. He's running in these specific packages here. And that's an exciting thing to see. And, and I think overall, he can just keep growing into his into his role there. Is he a guy you want to have as an inline blocker? No, I think he can, though. He's got, like you mentioned, six six size. He's got 250 pounds. That's good enough. You can just jam and dislodge a guy, and then you can leak out. I mean, it's not rocket science at this point. You don't have to be 275 pounds to just be a blocking tight end as well. I think he's shown good effort and consistency there, and I think he's been coached up really well. And, and that's the thing about the Broncos' tight end group is definitely interesting overall. When we talk about the lack of a pass catcher, Kroll is really the only guy that is a true pass-catching threat here, but some other guys on the roster do have some contributions that they can offer as well in 2024. And should that? I mean, open up the question. Should Denver look at drafting a tight end here in the 2024 NFL draft or signing a guy in NFL free agency? We're going to look at every side of the coin, including some of the Broncos in-house guys. You're going to get that here on today's episode, Locked on Broncos. Today's Locked on Broncos is brought to you by our friends over there at FanDuel Sportsbook. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And hey, guess what? The NFL playoffs are also upcoming, and FanDuel has everything that you need to get in on the action to make it a fun postseason to remember. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, whether you win or whether you lose. So sign up today as a new customer and get $150 in bonus bets when you place a $5 bet. 
The app is super easy to use, and there's a large portion of different ways that you can get involved and get in on the action on FanDuel. You can participate in live same-game parlays as it's ongoing. You can find bets in the new Explore tab. Plus, you can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. It's the best way to find some of the most popular parlays that are going on in your favorite sports and more. They have spreads, player props, and other items as well. The Broncos are two-and-a-half road underdogs this week as they prepare for the Las Vegas Raiders. Will they be able to cover, and could they potentially end the season 9-8 and eight there? If you believe in that, get them on the money line. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. As we jump into the fourth quarter action here on today's episode, Locked On Broncos, we're going to take a look at the Broncos' tight end position as it is right now and analyze should the Broncos maybe invest, whether that's in free agency or the NFL draft, in a potential tight end prospect. Does that become a top priority for them this offseason? A lot of very interesting questions that we have and that Broncos country has thrown out as well. So make sure you share and you interact and you engage with other members of Broncos country if you're watching on YouTube or you can get in the conversation on social media at Cody Work NFL, at Sarah Bettinger, at Locked on Broncos. Sarah, kind of tossing this up to you to open up here. I think this is a very valid question. I did I received a couple of mailbag questions from my Mile High Sports mailbag over there at milehighsports.com and had some people asking me if tight end becomes the Broncos' biggest position of need and should they address that? Now, you know me. You know my philosophy. I don't believe in addressing your biggest needs in the NFL draft. I think you address your needs in free agency. And then if you have like what's not necessarily a big need, but something that, hey, this could evolve into a need down the road, but we can develop a guy and then it doesn't become a need. I'm all for it. Should the Broncos look at a tight end in this year's NFL draft, my friend? Well, I think they definitely need to consider it, right? It's something that you, you saw them do last year, right? They brought in Luke Schoonmaker or Schoonmaker, who ended up with the Dallas Cowboys for a visit. I know they talked with Luke Musgrave as well. I don't know what other tight ends the team was potentially interested in drafting, but it kind of felt like besides maybe Marvin Mims being, I don't know if he was their top guy at that spot. He might have been, but besides him, I think maybe Musgrave and Schoonmaker were up there on the list and tight end was a priority. It felt like when we were talking about that pre-draft process. So could it be again this year, especially after what we saw with Dulcich? Absolutely. I think so, but I think it's a case by case basis, right? You look at NFL draft classes in one year vacuums and it's, it's going to be different this year than it was last year. Last year's class was very, very deep at the tight end position. I need to do more research on the 2024 class to really find out Cody where these guys could be at, especially with the Broncos picking in the first round and then not again until the third round at this point in time. So I don't know. I, I kind of like what you said about you address your top needs in free agency. First off, I think if the tight end position is one of the Broncos top needs offensively, you're probably in a pretty good spot this offseason. And secondly, I think there's always going to be some decent free agents available. Adam Troutman, He'll be available to re-sign Dalton Schultz hitting free agency again. I know there's a couple of other big name tight ends set to hit the free agent market like Hunter Henry of the Patriots. I would not be shocked if the Broncos go that route, try to get some of these guys with a low year one cap hit. They will be able to be active in free agency. So I think that's that's something that we got to keep in mind. They, they may not make big splashes, but they'll be able to still be at. They have to be active. Got to fill out your roster, right? So I think the tight end position is one worth monitoring, but maybe not prioritizing in round one. Yeah, and I feel like at this point, quarterback's probably going to be the biggest priority here for Denver in round one. And it's who, you know, is Denver going to get a guy? Because they don't have a round two pick. And I think that maybe is the hangup. Like if Denver had a first and a second round pick this year, Sarah, I feel like, okay, maybe you can see the Broncos. Maybe if they don't 
want to take a quarterback in the first round. And there's a guy that maybe drops to the second round. Maybe they could, right? Maybe they could go tight end first round, quarterback second. But at this point, I don't think it's necessarily about like where you go. It's about the right fit, you know, getting the evaluation right. And I think so many people are enamored by just mock draft simulators right now, which look, they're a great tool. But the evaluation process really begins for teams. They'll look at film. They'll build profiles on guys. And then they go to the NFL scouting combine. And then after that, then the NFL draft process will happen. You're going to get pro days. That's where these guys are going to gather the most information on who the best fit could be. We can look at players' production and maybe potential scheme fit, but if they're not a good locker room fit, if they're not a good scheme fit overall for the vision of what the team has, it doesn't make sense. It's not just like, hey, I'm just going to sign this guy or draft this guy, plug him in, and he's going to be ready to go. It doesn't work that way. That's why they talk so much about scheme fit and positional fit, flex versatility, these things like that. But for me, I do think that the priority for Denver is probably going to be quarterback. I'm very curious to see how they address it. And look, even even though the things have trended otherwise, like there ha- there is like a small, small chance that even Russell Wilson is back in 2024, which I'm not banking on that. And I don't think Broncos fans should bank on that either. But right now, anything is a possibility for Denver, considering the circumstances of where they're at. But you mentioned guys that they do have right now on the roster. Greg Dulcich, we talked about Lucas Kroll, uh, obviously Chris Manhurts, and you talk about even Nate Adkins. I mean, these are guys that are already on the roster. I imagine two or three of these guys will probably be in a training camp competition overall for this team. I think Adam Trotman has been serviceable. Look, he's not like the best pass catching option for you, but you need a guy who's a consistent blocker and a guy who can get you at five or six yards. You know, if you're using him the right way, I think Troutman is a great option for the Broncos to bring back. He's a veteran presence. Um, he had a little bit of a scare this past week against the Chargers, got pulled back down a little bit. I had a chance to talk to him after the game and he said he just really tried to brace and protect himself because felt like at that point when you're going backward your knee kind of goes underneath you try to go back a little bit further he came out of that fortunately okay which is yeah, you don't often see that in the nfl there so i i think that right now tight end is very very interesting and if they really believe in lucas Kroll right now and they think that okay hey we're gonna see if greg dulcich can stay healthy i don't think tight end really becomes a top option for them in this year's nfl draft Heck, I don't even know if they're going to really look at that in NFL free agency for the most part, unless, hey, Jimmy Graham wants to come back and play for Sean Payton. <laughs> we'll see if that's the case here. But um, overall, I just think, yeah, the tight end position, my list of priorities for where this team needs to address, it's not the highest for them right now. Though I do yeah, think they need a, a pass catcher. Absolutely. They need to solidify that because it's been a missing piece this this year offensively. And that's why we're that's why we're excited about what Lucas Kroll has brought to the table, because previously the Broncos didn't have what he's bringing to the table. And now it's all of a sudden like, oh, like where I wish that was there all season. Right. So, yeah, you want to see them have that in the in the mix there. But I agree with you, Cody. It's not something that I'm sitting here thinking, all right who are the top, you know, who's the first round tight ends in this year's draft. If the Broncos can get the kid from Georgia Bowers, I think his name is, I mean that, Hey, sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Draft that guy. He's really good, but he's probably going to be off the board way before the Broncos are picking. So, I mean, where does that leave them? Do you, do you wait until day two or day three to take a tight end? And at that point, is that guy going to be really playing a big role for you this year over guys like Dulcich, Kroll, you know, Adkins even and man hurts. And if you bring back Troutman, I just, I don't think so. I think if you can get a value friendly player in free agency, like a Hunter Henry, who would be a nice addition. I think if you can get a value type of player like that, you might consider that. But at the same time, would you just bring back Troutman for a reasonable price and run it back with this group and see if Kroll can be that guy or if Dulcich can play that role? 
I don't know. We're, we'll see where Sean Payton is at with it. But I'm a, I'm with you, Cody. I don't feel like this is one of those things that like I'm losing sleep at night over at this point. <laughs> No, Broncos country, we want to know about you. Are you losing sleep over the Denver Broncos tight end position? And if so, have you talked to a doctor about that? Anyway, on top of that, though, Broncos country, we appreciate you so much for rocking with us here. As we enter the new year, we have big plans for the show this year. The offseason is going to be loaded with content and conversation and no lack of drama. As we know, there's going to be a lot of stuff going on with this Broncos team. If you want the most level-headed approach to what's going on with this team, Lockdown Broncos is the place to be. That's our promise to you every single day, all year long. And even in the offseason, there is no offseason for the true fans. Stay your dials tuned here to Lockdown Broncos. And here's what you can expect. If you're an everyday listener, we appreciate you. Tomorrow's episode of Lockdown Broncos, Sarah Bettinger is going to sit down with your boy Q. He's our boy Q. Broncos country loves Q as they preview the last game of the season against the Las Vegas Raiders in a crossover finale to the 2023-2024 NFL regular season. Stay tuned here. Lockdown Broncos for all that and more.